0: Hey everybody, it's Dan Dan here and we are diving into a big book study. In the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we will be starting today on the chapter called More About Alcoholism, located on page 30 of your big book. Now, up to this point in the book, we've gone over a lot of things and there are a few common threads for us to remember as we go into more about alcoholism. One of them is that in Bill's story, we discovered that there was a solution called service or service to other alcoholics, helping other alcoholics kept Bill sober. In the doctor's opinion, we learned that there's something of a medical allergy involved, that once we consume alcohol, the phenomena of craving begins and that craving can become an obsession. And most of us drink to our own peril. Either we can't stop or we drink every day or we do it in untimely ways or we do all of those things. And there is a solution. We're introduced to a new idea. And that idea is that we don't have to swear off alcohol, that we have this common solution for a common problem. And that solution is to build a relationship with a power greater than ourselves, as you understand them, so that you can lean on that to find a way out of the alcoholic dilemma. Today, we wanna learn a little bit more about that alcoholic dilemma. So as we dive into more about alcoholism, we are revisiting the themes of hopelessness. We are revisiting the ideas that this is not just a moral problem, it is a spiritual problem. And we are gonna grab around the idea that maybe, maybe this is us. And for those of us that have been around the program for a while, This is a great opportunity to remind yourself of where you've come from and who you have the potential to be even still if you do not maintain a fit spiritual condition. And for those of you that are new to AA or are wondering, you know, am I a real alcoholic or am I that moderate drinker that was talked about and there is a solution? Who am I in this mess of stuff that I'm learning from AA This may help clarify some of that, and more about alcoholism is going to draw us to this one common theme, and and we'll try to do this chapter in three parts. That common theme is this, we cannot do it on our own. This does require a spiritual solution, that God is the answer, and that if you are in this situation, this is the only answer that we currently know of. And so it's driving those points home once again. So let's dive in. More about alcoholism on page 30 of your big book. Bill tells us this. Most of us have been unwilling to admit we were real alcoholics. No person likes to think he is bodily and mentally different from his fellows. Therefore, it is not surprising that our drinking careers have been characterized by countless vain attempts, those commitments we don't keep, countless vain attempts to prove we could drink like other people. The idea that somehow, someday, he will control and enjoy his drinking is the great obsession of every abnormal drinker. So we sit around and we say, man, I ain't going to do that again. And we do it again. We swear off and we do it again. We promise people that we're going to drink normally or moderately or not get in that kind of trouble. And we do again. The persistence of this illusion is astonishing. That's the hallmark of alcoholism. You'll hear in the rooms people say, I don't have any trouble quitting, but I can't stay quit. Because we convince ourselves of things that are not true. And we have an amazing ability to do that. And this line is so important. The persistence of this illusion is Astonishing. Many pursue it into the gates of insanity or death. If you stick around AA long enough, you will see exactly that. We learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves, not to our wives, not to the police, not to the judge, not to the clergy. We learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves that we were alcoholics. This is the first step in recovery. The delusion that we are like other people or presently may be has to be smashed. Just let that set in for a second. If you cannot completely accept that you are an alcoholic, you cannot grab onto this program. It doesn't have to happen in this moment. As you review this paragraph, these words of Bill W., it will be required for you to get the benefit of the steps moving forward. So keep that in mind. If you're on the fence, am I alcoholic or not? Let's make the assumption that you are for the moment because the safest place to be as far as finding the solution is there. It goes on to say, we alcoholics are men and women who have lost the ability to control our drinking. We know that no real alcoholic ever recovers control. All of us felt at times that we were regaining control because we quit for a week, right? I laid off for a week, a month, maybe even a year. But such intervals, usually brief, were inevitably followed by still less control, which led in time to pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. Now, I love that because you're not going to find that beautiful treatment term of modern day in which finds itself in AA later on that I hit my bottom. Oh, I hit my bottom. I hit a bottom. I hit rock bottom. I hit a really solid bottom and I'm not going any further. Man, our bottoms are the gates of insanity and death. You can go further. It says that you've reached a point of an ununderstandable, something people cannot wrap their heads around, a level of demoralization, a level of self disrespect that consequently exhibits into the world as disrespect of others that people can't understand an incomprehensible demoralization. It's a fantastic phrase because it's far more descriptive than saying, oh, I hit my bottom. All right, here we go. We are convinced to a man that alcoholics of our type are in the grip of a progressive illness. That's that allergy that we talk about from the doctor's opinion. Over any considerable period, we get worse, never better. We are like men who have lost their legs. They never grow new ones neither does there appear to be any kind of treatment which will make alcoholics of our kind like other men. We have tried every imaginable remedy. In other words, take it from us. If you think there's one thing left you haven't tried, maybe go try it because you probably don't believe this. Or you could believe that someone in your room, someone in your AA club has, well, probably tried that and guess where they're at. In some instances, there has been brief recovery, followed always by a still worse relapse. We see that in Bill's story. Physicians who are familiar with alcoholism agree that there is no such thing as making a normal drinker out of an alcoholic. That's that idea of hopelessness. Science may one day accomplish this, but it hasn't done so yet. Despite all we can say, many who are real alcoholics are not going to believe they are in that class. The Nile's not a river in Egypt. You You hear all this kind of silly stuff. But the problem is just this. Alcohol does provide relief to the feelings and thoughts we don't want for a very short period of time. Inevitably, it will not work. But that delusion that is so astonishing that it will work, it will work, it has worked, it has to work, will eventually either kill you or render itself useless, and you'll find what we're offering a lot more attractive. So it goes on, and this is what it's talking about here. By every form of self-deception and experimentation, they will try to prove themselves exceptions to the rule, therefore non-alcoholic. If anyone who is showing inability to control his drinking can do the right about face and drink like a gentleman, our hats are off to him. Heaven knows we have tried hard enough and long enough to drink like other people. Here are some of the methods we have tried. And what's so great about this list is that it's funny because we've seriously done this. There's people that have dedicated these very phrases to very important people like their bosses and their spouses and their children and their doctor. And heck, we meant it. (laughs) We meant it. We were dead serious. But today, the futility of it, the ridiculousness of it, may be more evident. It says, here are some of the methods we have tried. Drinking beer only. Limiting the number of drinks. I'm just going to have three tonight, right? Never drinking alone. Never drinking in the morning. Drinking only at home. Never having it in the house. Never drinking during business hours. Drinking only at parties. Switching from scotch to brandy. Drinking only natural wines. Agreeing to resign if ever drunk on the job, taking a trip, not taking a trip, swearing off forever with or without a solemn oath, taking more physical exercise, reading inspirational books, going to health farms and sanitariums, accepting voluntary commitment to asylums, we could increase the list ad infinitum. We do not like to pronounce any individual as alcoholic. And that's not really True, is it? Somebody comes walking in the door and it's their first day and they share a little bit about their story. I mean, I think you could raise your hands right now and say, yeah, I kind of thought that guy's a mess. You know, that lady's a mess. What he means here is this, that we don't want to help somebody arrive at that conclusion from a deep, heartfelt way. We can't convince them. We can't sit there and say, you're an alcoholic and be helpful. So that's the idea. It's not that we don't like to do it, because I, um, I think a lot of us do like to do it. I think what he's saying in here is we don't want to do it because it is harmful to the end goal. and may run them off. So we don't want to tell you you're an alcoholic, right? So it says we do not like to pronounce any individual as alcoholic, but you can quickly diagnose yourself. Step over to the nearest bar room and try some controlled drinking. Try to drink and stop abruptly. Try it more than once. It will not take long for you to decide if you are honest with yourself about it. It may be worth a bad case of jitters if you get a full knowledge of your condition. Probably is not worth another DUI. Probably is not worth another domestic violence problem. Probably is not worth losing your job. So maybe you don't make that decision. If it requires it, go for it. Though there is no way of proving it, we believe that early in our drinking careers, most of us could have stopped drinking. But the difficulty is that few alcoholics have enough desire to stop while there is yet time. We have heard of a few instances where people who showed definite signs of alcoholism were able to stop for a long period because of an overpowering desire to do so. Here is one. And this is a great story for us to think about. A man of thirty was doing a great deal of spree drinking. He was very nervous in the morning after these bouts, and quieted himself with more liquor. In other words, he calmed down the anxiety, the worry, and the that sense of tremble inside your body. Some of us get. He was ambitious to succeed in business, but saw that he would get nowhere if he drank at all. Once he started. He had no control whatever. So he didn't drink every day or any of that stuff. But once he took a drink, it was on. He had no control. He made up his mind that until he had been successful in business and had retired, implying that he had earned this, right? He's going to work hard and earn his right to destroy himself. He would not touch another drop. I will preserve myself to destroy myself. An exceptional man, he remained bone dry for 25 years and retired at the age of 55 after a successful and happy business career. Then he fell victim to a belief which practically every alcoholic has, that his long period of sobriety and self-discipline had qualified him to drink as other men. That astonishing illusion. Out came his carpet slippers and a bottle. In two months, he was in a hospital, puzzled and humiliated. He tried to regulate his drinking for a little while. That's our list of stuff we just read, making several trips to the hospital meantime. Then, gathering all his forces, all his willpower, all his commitment, all his promises, everything he could think to do, gathering all his forces, he attempted to stop altogether and found he could not. Every means of solving his problem, which money could buy, was at his disposal. Every attempt failed. So money ain't going to do it. Though a robust man at retirement, he went to pieces quickly and was dead within four years. This case contains a powerful lesson. Most of us have believed that if we remain sober for a long stretch, we could thereafter drink normally. And I want you to try to replace that thought with, I can destroy my life. I can go back to wrecking other people's lives. I can go back to really not keeping any commitments. I can go back to letting my children down. I can go back to failing in everything that I do, if only I could earn it. Because that's really what's going on. And that astonishing delusion, that illusion that sticks with us, is telling us something different. It's telling me that after a long stretch, I could go back to drinking normally, and that's just not the case for us. But here is a man who at 55 years found he was just where he had left off at 30. We have seen the truth demonstrated again and again. Once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Commencing to drink after a period of sobriety, we are in a short time as bad as ever if we are planning to stop drinking, there must be no reservation of any kind. And here's a key thing, nor any lurking notion that someday we will be immune to alcohol. And this goes back to an old ancient oriental idea that 1% of desire for something will overcome 99% commitment to not go after it. It just takes time. That 1% will win. So if there's Any notion at all, if there's any lurking notion at all, any reservation of any kind, this we want to address. And how you address it is by voicing it. Tell people that is on your mind because it's not true. It is something that's extremely dangerous. It goes on to say, young people may be encouraged by this man's experience to think that they can stop, as he did, on their own willpower. We doubt if many of them can do it, because none will really want to stop. And hardly one of them, because of the peculiar mental twist already acquired, will find he can win out. Several of our crowd, men of 30 or less, had been drinking only a few years, but they found themselves as helpless as those who had been drinking 20 years. Save yourself the trouble, is what he's saying. He goes on to say that, To be gravely affected... One does not necessarily have to drink a long time, nor take the quantities some of us have. This is particularly true of women. Potential female alcoholics often turn into the real thing and are gone beyond recall in a few years. Certain drinkers, who would be greatly insulted if called alcoholics, are astonished at their inability to stop. We, who are familiar with the symptoms, See large numbers of potential alcoholics among young people everywhere, but try to get them to see it. Yeah, it's difficult, right? They don't want to hear what we got to say. It doesn't mean you don't say it, though. Plant that seed in their mind. It'll come back to them. We don't know when. We've all had that experience where people have shared with us wisdom that we could not hear, but something in us knew it was true. And we heard it again. We heard their voice. Some of us can even see their faces telling us this. 10 years later, 12 years later, even 20 years later. As we look back, we feel we had gone on drinking many years beyond the point where we could quit on our own willpower. If anyone questions whether he has entered this dangerous area, let him try leaving liquor alone for a year. (laughs) I mean, come on, right? If he is a real alcoholic and very far advanced, there is scant chance of success. In the early days of our drinking, we occasionally remained sober for a year or more, becoming serious drinkers again later. In other words, we pick up just like that man they talked about right where we left off. Though you may be able to stop for a considerable period, you may yet be a potential alcoholic. We think few to whom this book will appeal can stay dry anything like a year. Some will be drunk the day after making their resolutions. The day after making that commitment, we don't keep the commitments we make to ourselves. The day after. Some will be drunk the day after making their resolutions, most of them within a few weeks. So we're going to stop there and, and talk about this a little bit. What Bill's trying to get across to us is sort of the summary of all the information we've gotten so far out of this book. That we have a condition that we cannot stop on our own and that the solution is this spiritual solution that is presented to us in Alcoholics Anonymous, that we've tried a lot of different things to stop. And if that's you, maybe you can stop that rat race and just get into the solution by trying the system, the process, the tools that are Alcoholics Anonymous. So a great discussion to have today or or something to talk about with your sponsor, or something just to contemplate in your own mind. How many different ways did you try to stop? How many different times did you make commitments to people that were very important to you to quit? How many times and what were the words you used to tell yourself that said you were fine? If you could share that with the group, it would be a set of experiences that may help us see ourselves as that group of people with a common peril as those people that have been wrecked in the same vessel as our book says. And we can relate on that notion. If you're doing this for the sake of step work, what we're running across here is this idea of steps one, two, and three, you know, that we're powerless and that it's going to require a higher power in order to do this. And that AA, at least for the time being in this talk, perhaps is that higher power for you. So. I hope you guys can wrap your arms around this, a hopeless condition with a spiritual solution. And that hopelessness is characterized by a type of demoralization, of loss of character, of who we really are, because we're not really drunk, mad people. We are something different that's co- called incomprehensible demoralization, that we have an ununderstandable destruction of our own character. And consequently, we destroy lives around us. So let's talk about how we've told ourselves that it's okay to drink, that we're going to be all right. Let's talk about the lies that we've told ourselves and those commitments that we are unable to keep. I hope that you have a great discussion.